Hey, love! Welcome to the Be Love Podcast. I'm your girl, Brandy Luna, a 29-year-old full-of-life gal who journeyed through childhood and teen trauma, met Jesus at 17, and watched Him restore my life mentally, physically, and spiritually. Nowadays, I wake up with purpose, drive, and calling to serve people in those three areas, which brings us to the show. One day, we could be talking about relationships or healing in certain areas, and the next, we could be talking about our diet and how to care for our bodies. Whatever the case, I pray that each episode serves you in some way. So without further ado, let's hop right into what God has for us today on Be Loved. Hey, love. Okay, so today's episode, pumped. Why? Because I am so passionate about this topic. I know I probably say that about every episode, but seriously, being a wife, y'all, being a wife is just such a blessing, and I cannot wait to jump into this topic, and I pray that the word that goes forth falls onto good ground, which is your heart. So right now, ladies, for those who are listening, remember, if you read in the little notes um, on the episode... This is for women who desire to be married someday, who just know in their heart of hearts that God has called them to be a wife, whether they've met their future spouse or not. For the women that are fiancés right now, who are engaged, who are about to step into marriage, for the women who are newly married, and for the women who have been married, who are seasoned in marriage, this is all for you, boo. And I just pray that the Holy Spirit would lead my words. He would touch my lips and anoint them. And that every word that flows through my mouth flows through your heart like rivers of running water and truly imparts just a beautiful taste and word from the Lord that helps us to be the women and wives that we are called to be for the Lord and um, in this life. So... Without further ado, let's jump right into today's episode. Let's go! Okay, babe. So, while I was preparing for this episode, um, I was in prayer and I said, Lord, you gave me this topic weeks ago, so... Now what do I speak on? Like in an, I guess I feel like he just went through. I just as I jotted down in my spirit, he just began to just really go through the things that I've personally learned. Um, being a wife, I'm only coming on five years of being a wife, and but within those five years, Stephen and I, my husband and I, have gone through a lot of you know, just things together that have strengthened our marriage and have been able to help me exercise the virtuous wife muscle, I guess you'd say. Um, So um, there's been financial hardship. There's been death in both sides of the family. There's been uh, just, just quarrel in our, in our families. There's been drama. There's been hell knocking on our door trying to break up our marriage. You know, there's been a lot that we've endured. And in each season, I've learned something new as to how to truly be a virtuous wife. And it's a continuous journey, friend. Like we're, hope, I doubt we'll ever master 
this thing to where we can say, I'm the perfect wife, you know? Um, of course, I want to strive to be the perfect wife for Stephen, uh, as, as I know that he strives to be the perfect husband for me. However, with the help and the, and the, and the guidance and the wisdom and the knowledge of the Holy Spirit, um, we can dr- just truly just be humbled and, and just admitting, hey, we're human, we fail, we have flaws, but thankfully by His Spirit, we can just really get this thing down as far as being a virtuous wife. So with jotting what he's taught me down, he only gave me five, I felt the Holy Spirit only give me five um, things to touch on today. I believe that there are far more things, just qualities of being a virtuous wife, but I just want to encourage you aside from these five things, yes, take them and hopefully apply them to you. So open your heart, friend, but I also want to encourage you to dig deep into the word for yourself and really find it find out what it is, you know, to be a virtuous wife on your own too, friend. You know, and I I'm so proud of you, honestly, for tuning into this episode just to glean in and open your heart to receive some resources as to how to be a a, a virtuous wife. Because I too, I mean, alongside of experience throughout hardship and you know, blissful heavenly moments throughout our marriage. Um, I opened my heart to resources from other married couples who are much more seasoned than I am, you know, and, um, and there's always things to learn from one another, you know, iron sharpens iron. So I'm proud of you friend for tuning into this episode. And again, I hope it speaks to you and just, you know, helps you walk that woke in being a virtuous wife. So without further more, I'm going to start to run down these points. Uh, that I feel led to speak on. So point number one, recognize, I have that underlined, recognize that it's not just some title, that being a wife is not just some title, okay? It truly is a heavenly position, girl. Girl, girl, recognize that it's not just some title, it is a heavenly position. And that's the very phrase that the Holy Spirit gave me as I was praying on these episode notes, right? I was like, ooh, and I underlined them. I'm like, thank you, Lord. Heavenly position, friend. Why? Why is it heavenly position? Because your marriage isn't just for pleasure. It's for kingdom. It's for generations to come. The Lord told me like this. It's just as equal to motherhood. Because I believe that motherhood, that's a whole other topic. However, I believe that motherhood is such a beautiful calling, if not one of the most, if not the most important calling, apart from being a wife. Why? Because we, we have that, 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 that mandate, that, that, that mantle of raising the next generation <clears throat> so that we can raise generations to generations to enhance the kingdom of God and to glorify his name. And to be in relationship with it, like, oh, that's what it means by to enhance the kingdom of God, to introduce more people to Jesus, enhancing the kingdom of God equals, basically, if that made sense. You know what I mean? Anyway, so yes, recognize that it's not just some title, it's a heavenly position. Just like motherhood, your marriage isn't just for pleasure, it's for kingdom and for generations to come. You got to remember, friend, if you are, if you hope to be married someday, and or you are engaged right now, okay, you have to recognize that 
you're not going to get married just for the wedding. You're probably excited for the wedding. Maybe if you are engaged, there's lots of planning going on. You know, your bridesmaids, your the the food, the colors, the venue, the dress, like the DJ, like all of it is just it's a great time. It's a beautiful day, of course. There is a holy matrimony that's about to go down between you and your fiance. But girl, let me tell you, your that that marriage is not about the wedding. What you're going through is not about the wedding. It is truly about making that vow to your spouse, to your fiance, in front of the Lord, in his presence, that you are in it with him from from sickness and through and through health, for rich or for poor, until death do you part, girl. So you gotta you gotta realize that it's not just some cute thing that you see on Pinterest. You know what I'm saying? It's really, really something that comes with warfare. It's something that comes with, you know, hardship. It ain't always hunky dory. But let me tell you, heaven I mean, marriage can be heavenly. I don't wanna like psyche I mean, <laughs> you know, rain on your parade. Marriage can and is heavenly, friend. God created marriage, okay? And if he created marriage, that means it's good. Because anything that God creates is good, okay? It is heavenly, man. I will tell you, me and Steve have some hardships already. And I'm sure there's going to be hardships to come. However, I can, if I listed the good and the bad, the good definitely outweighs the bad. And I'm so thankful for that. I'm so thankful for that. Why? Why is it that the good outweighs the bad? Because we are both in pursuit of the Lord's heart, of God's heart, you know. And sometimes I'm at a faster pace than Stephen and vice versa. However, we're in it together. We're in the same race. And we're, we're about to talk about being the same team here in a second. So I just want you to just starting out, friend, if that's you that's getting into marriage, we got to you just recognize that marriage is heavenly and it's 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 definitely a, a calling and an anointing to do what you're about to do. So don't take it lightly, girl. Don't take it lightly about what you're saying yes to right now, and make sure that he is the man that's going to help you and sharpen you and uphold you throughout your calling and pursuit for Jesus. For Jesus, okay. So anyway. All right, so recognize, girl. You better, somebody say, you better recognize. (laughs) All right, and number two, a virtuous wife, um, a quality of the virtuous wife is that she fears the Lord. She fears the Lord. She understands what God expects from her as a wife. Ephesians 5, 21 through 24 states, follow God's example, therefore, as dearly loved children for, oh, I'm sorry, one second, 5, 21. Let me skip down a little bit. Okay, here we go. Submit to one another out of reverence for Christ, out of fear for the Lord, basically. This is the NIV translation. Wives, submit yourselves to your own husbands as you do to the Lord. For the husband is the head of the wife as Christ is the head of the church, his body of which he is the Savior. That is so deep, y'all. That is so deep. Woman of God, if you are, if you have yet to be married, or if you are already married and you're already in this full devotion to the Lord, then you know what it is to be devoted to God, to devoted to Jesus, right? 
you you re- you 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 bow in reverence to him daily, right? What does that mean? What does that mean? It means that we respect God so much for all that he is and who he is and the power that he attains, the power, the powerful magnificent being that he is. Oh God, he's holy. He is holy. Oh my God, he's so holy. You know, and, and and what I mean by bow and reverence is I know that if he wanted to, which I know that he doesn't, <laughs> but I know that if he wanted, he has so much power that he could take out this world with the snap of a finger. He has so much power that we 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 wouldn't able we wouldn't be able to stand in his presence physically, physically like standing at his throne if he was being in heaven. We wouldn't be able to, like, we wouldn't be able to see his face without, like, dying because of how powerful and glorious his presence is. It's just too much for our flesh to handle. That's how powerful he is. But yet he extends his love to us daily. Yet he extends himself to us daily through his spirit in which we can attain and in which we can have relationship with and in which we can sense and just, again, do day-to-day things with. He's so graceful that he extended that resource to us, which is his spirit, you know? And I think that's so beautiful. And that's why we ought to fear him because he is that powerful. It's a healthy fear, of course, but it's almost just simply a respect. It's a respect to the God of all creation. Like, I dare not cross you the wrong way. I know the power in which you carry. I know who you are, and I respect that, Lord, and I honor that, and I I worship that. We, a virtuous wife, fears the Lord. And in fearing the Lord, she knows in which and what and how God expects her to be a wife, right? In a loving way, right? In a loving way, just as a good father expects their daughter to have manners, right? And and respect herself, you know, and you know, you know what I'm saying? A good father, you know, has some standards for their children, correct? Right? We don't want to just let our kids run wild. I'm not a mom yet, but I always feel like I am. Like, I'm not a mom yet biologically, but I have some spiritual children and I've taken care of children. <laughs> and I speak as if my kids are already here. I know that I will someday have my own children. Um, so I could just speak on that, okay? <laughs> my The innate mother in me. But we don't want our kids to be running wild, right? So that is how... We basically respect the Lord's wishes as far as how we respect our husbands. Anytime, y'all, let me put it this way. Anytime I'm out of line with Stephen, it's not my first initial response in my spirit isn't, oh, no, I hurt Stephen's feelings. It's like, oh, no, this isn't, I, this isn't pleasing to the Lord. That's my first spiritual response. It's like, oh no, I know that God doesn't approve of how I'm speaking to my husband right now. Or I know that God doesn't approve of how, um, you know, I'm dishonoring him or whatever the case may be. I immediately have convictions, just truly Holy Spirit convictions if I'm ever belittling or dishonoring my husband in any way. 
because it's 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 got again friend god has a standard for us wives as to how we ought to treat his sons think about it that way if we expect our husbands or our fiancés or our now we're talking to the wives today so our husbands and our fiancés to treat us like we are daughters of god then we ought to treat our husbands like they are sons of god amen right i mean for real come on it, it is what it is right so yes she fears the lord and with fearing the lord that helps her to be a virtuous wife and to constantly be in check like lord i'm sorry for dishonoring my husband that's dishonoring to you fix my heart lord here is my heart god just just take whatever it is that's unpleasing to you out lord help me lord to to submit to my husband as i submit to you you know, and thankfully and gracefully, the Holy Spirit does right there. He meets you right where you're at with all of his mercy and all of his grace and all of his love and helps you up, right? So number two, she fears the Lord. Number three, she is her husband's teammate, his partner, his equal. So yes, the Lord's order is that, you know, the husband is the head of the house, Amen to that. And I submit to that all day. There are times where I want to buck a little bit, but then I remember I remember my place, right? I am Stephen's equal. However, I trust that the Lord is downloading and depositing the vision for our life into my husband. And my husband relays that to me. And I agree with it according to what the Lord has downloaded into my spirit as well. Right? That's how I know that God is leading my husband. Because when he tells me, babe, we're going to move this way, we're going to go that way, we're going to do this or that. And it rings true in my spirit. I'm like, okay, amen. I know that my husband is being led by God. And even in the times where my opinion differs from my husband's, you know, I lay my opinion down and submit to my husband's. Because again, it's God's order. I, I just, I believe that my husband is being led by the Lord, you know, even on his imperfect days, even on his fleshly days, like we have, I believe, I choose to believe that the Lord is leading my husband. So I submit to my husband because I submit to the Lord. Does that make sense? And in doing so, I, I, I also recognize that I am his equal. And I love that my husband has an understanding that he ought to love me as Christ loves the church. So he lays his life down for me daily. So wives, I don't want you to think that, you know, you're, it's okay if your husband takes that uh, verse out of context and abuses it by belittling you or being narcissistic and saying that he has control over your life because the Lord says, or that scripture says to submit to him. No, that's not what that means. That's not what that means. Okay. It, 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 w- scripture also says that we are co, I mean, we are heirs with our husbands, but that we are weaker in flesh, obviously. But that, you know, actually, let me just back this up in scripture because the word can speak for itself. Let's see. Let's see. First Peter uh, 3 1 through 4. Let's see. Wives, in the same way, submit yourself to your own husband so that if any of them do not believe the word. Hold on. 
actually three, seven. Sorry, I have it all mixed up. Here we go. Husbands, in the same way, be considerate as you live with your wives and treat them with respect as the weaker partner. And here we go. And as heirs with you of the gracious gift of life so that nothing will hinder your prayers. How precious is that? That God sees us women so special that if our husbands are mistreating us or, or, you know, taking scripture out of context or any of that nature, that the Lord will not hear. He will shut his ears to the prayers of our husbands if we're being mistreated by our husbands. We're so delicate. We are so special to the Lord as women of God. We are... The Lord loves his sons, of course. He died for his sons just as well as he died for us. However, he sees us as delicate in his daughters. He loves us so much as women of God. So don't don't ever allow um uh abuse, okay? I'm not taking I'm not saying that, but you are his equal. Okay? You are his equal, but you also have your place. That makes sense. You make decisions together. You, 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 you have your opinion and you have your voice that never diminishes. However, again, you trust and believe that the Lord is leading your husband and then you come into agreement with that, you know, and if you guys are truly submitting to the Lord, then there will be peace in those agreements that you guys have. And for, if for some reason there's not an agreement, then you go to, you go to prayer. Okay. Until there is agreement in your hearts and in your spirits, you know, so yes, you are his you are his teammate, and that's what I wanted to touch on on that is when you're arguing, because trust me, believe me, boo, being raw and real here in marriage, you will argue, okay? You will have tensions, you will have little fits, okay, on both parties, all right? So men and women, we are not, you know, exempt from arguments or fits. However, I want you to know that your husband is not your enemy. He is not your opponent. You guys have the same jersey on, okay? Y'all got the same colors, and y'all are going for the same goal, all right? Y'all are building kingdom, and you're representing heavenly marriage here on earth. You're representing God's creation here on earth, all right? So, Whenever y'all are in a tiff or in an argument, in a disagreement, come together. Go to the game board. See what y'all got to do to fix that. Problem solve. Okay, that's a beauty beauty in being his teammate, his partner, his helper, right? Is that you're, you're, you're not against each other, you know? You're not, you're not against each other. You are one. You are a team. Yes, you're different people and all that good stuff. However, you are one in spirit, okay? You are one in covenant with each other under the Lord. And so come together as a team. And it does no good when you guys are both just on one side of the house and there's division and you're arguing and there's no, you know, problem solving. No, if there's something wrong, go pray about it. Let things cool down. Take a deep breath. Have an alone time with the Lord for a little bit or something. Do what you got to do to de-stress. Then go back be the first one to apologize and you know do what you got to do and then problem solve execute problem solve solve that problem so that it doesn't arise again work on what you got to work on ask him to work on what he has to work on whatever the case just problem solve and he is your teammate he is your partner not your opponent all right so yes don't view him as your opponent and number four, lift him up with your words. Support him. No nagging. 
I love Proverbs twenty five twenty four. It really, the Lord really used this scripture on me in the, earlier in my marriage um, because I was a nagger. If I could be real, y'all, I was a nagger and my husband could testify gladly. <laughs> but yes, I was always trying to fix him. I was always telling him what he was doing wrong and he was never doing this or that good enough. And I was always just thinking, you know, I was holier than thou and he needed to do it this way or that way. And the Lord convicted me and he says, you are not me. He says, you are to love him. And that is all. I was like, wow, like the Lord put me in my place. And he put the scripture on my heart. Proverbs 25, 24. It's better for a man to lay on the corner of a roof than to live in a mansion with a quarrelsome wife. Basically with a wife that's got a mouth. No, 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 no. Just always yelling or always nagging or always telling her husband about how good he's not or what he could do better, what he's not doing and la, 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 la. You know, again, I can testify that I was that woman. Sadly, I hate to say that, but I was, you know, and the I'm thankful. I'm thankful. That's what the, the importance of keeping an open heart with the Lord you know, just always open for correction, never thinking that we know it all because we don't. We never come to a place of full growth and maturity in the Lord and perfection in the Lord until we meet him face to face. We're on this journey of process and we should see progress every single, you know, day by day, week by week, month by month, year by year, you know, and so we can't use that excuse forever of, oh, I'm in process. I'm in process. Well, oh, boo boo. If you in process, then you need to be making some progress. Okay. For real. All right. So with that nagging, it's never fun. And it just, it just, it just belittles your husband's spirit. And it just, it never makes something fruitful, at least good fruit, good type of fruitful come from y'all's marriage by being a nagger. So if you have a nagging problem, you're probably feeling some conviction right now. And it's because I love you, girl. And the Holy Spirit most most importantly loves you. And he wants you to win in marriage. He wants you to win as being a wife. So take that to the Lord and just say, Lord, that's me. Help me with that. Trust me, I had to do the same thing every day until I finally was like, okay, I think I'm better. The Lord, Stephen hasn't told me in a long time or hasn't been annoyed with my words in a while. I think I've gotten better at this, you know. And again, it was a process, but thankfully I made progress and I know that you can too. If you could do it for me, boo, he could do it for you. I promise. All right. So number five, this was more of a practical tip. It's not necessarily biblical, but it did fall on my heart because it is something that Stephen has voiced to me that he appreciates. And so maybe you ladies can take this and maybe your hubbies will appreciate this about you too, is simply taking care of yourself. Taking care of yourself, not just spiritually, friend, but physically. Physically, um, you know, and not, I'm not talking about going to get your eyelash extensions every week or going to get your nails done every week or going to get your hair done every week. No, you don't have to do all that. And all that stuff's expensive. And I know not all of us are are have the budgets for that. Not all of us have the time for that, especially if you're a mom. And I get that, but I'm talking about like taking care of yourself, you know, like making sure your grill's on point, you know, at least, you know what I'm saying? Like, does your breath, is your breath kicking boo? Like for real, do a breath check. <sighs> now I'm playing, but really, come on ladies, we are ladies. We should take care of ourselves, right? Something that Steven had told me and then I'm like, thank you, babe. Cause I never really realized how important it was is that men are visual. And he said, I appreciate you taking the effort to look cute, babe. Like, and I'm like, thank you, baby. I appreciate that. Like, I it affirmed me, you know, and it was like, okay, bet. I'll take that pointer. 
And now I know, like, not every day, like, as a matter of fact, right now, I ain't got no makeup on. I'm in a huge t-shirt and, like, huge workout shorts. And my hair is in back in a ponytail. There's nothing cute about me right now, you know? But this is not a day-to-day basis. It's just a, a work day, right, in a sense. So I'm doing my thing, but, you know, best believe, like, whenever, you know, at least, I don't know, three, four times out of the week, you know, I'll put some mascara on, put a little bit of a lip tint on, you know, I take care of my skin, you know, I take care of my teeth, my hair, put a hair mask in once a week, just making sure that I'm healthy and that I I, I look decent for my husband, you know, I want him to look at something and be be pleased with what the Lord has blessed him with, what the Lord has given him. Now, I know it looks aren't everything, but boo, looks are part of something. Okay. Yeah. I mean, come on. Like, for real. Let's be real here. Let's be real, boo. Okay. So, I know that when we come in, some, some, some of us come into um, marriage and we get comfortable and we start eating whatever, whenever and we start just losing our, you know, skincare regimen, and we don't wear makeup anymore whatsoever, and, you know, we just don't care about our, about us, about ourselves anymore. We have kids, and we get busy, and we just don't care anymore, right? And we're like, well, we're married, whatever, but I feel like out of love for your husband, that shouldn't be the case. You know, if you love him, then you're gonna care about, you know, his, 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 what he wants to look at, I guess you'd say, I don't know how to, for lack of better terms, lack of better words, you know, you'll care, you'll at least care, you know, get yourself dolled up and, uh, go on a date night at least once a month, once a month, even moms, you know, I'm not a mom, so I can't preach too much on this again. I mean, I'm an, we do have a teen with us and, but it's, he's not a child child. So, but still, I think it's, it's it's doable to have one date night a month, you know, to get dolled up and just get cute. Because listen, ladies, when you look good, you feel good. And when you feel good, you're that, that, that energy, that spirit, you know, that joy, that laughter, it just, it's beautiful. Even when you're not all, you know, you don't have to be glitzed up with a make, face full of makeup or your hair done, whatever. But when you take care of yourself with nutritious foods, you know what I'm saying? And with exercise, then your endorphins, your dopamines are pumping and you're in good spirits and you're just, man, you can just be a breath of fresh air to your husband. You know what I mean? So again, it doesn't have to be all about makeup and glitz, but really take care of your body is what I'm saying. Take care of yourself and yes, make a little bit of effort to look cute for your boo. Okay. Let him remember who he married. Okay. <laughs> so yes, that's a practical tip. I can't really pull that from scripture because I mean, I don't know if it's in scripture somewhere. I've, if so, I haven't found it just yet. However, I do know that that fell on my heart and I heard Stephen's voice in my head saying, thank you, babe, for taking the time for, you know, taking care of yourself. You know what I'm saying? Like it's the best of my ability, at least. Again, I know that within motherhood, it changes. However, boo, you are still important. Don't forget about you, you know, and when we serve, we, we spend time with the Lord alone and we really nurture our spirit and our physicality and our well-being, then we are able to show up in the best of ways. So yes, don't forget about you is what I'm saying. So you can show up and be the best that you can for others. 
Well, babes, this basically concludes this episode. I'm so excited. Uh, We have one more episode to conclude this series, and that is how to help proof your marriage. You don't want to miss this next episode. And then after that episode, we're going to transition right into a Mother's Day series, which you don't want to miss. I just interviewed two women, two radical, amazing, godly women who have two incredible testimonies, uh, one regarding abortion and one regarding miscarriage. Again, it's a Mother's Day series. You don't want to miss it. So um, please share this podcast if it's encouraged you or impacted you in any way. Be that friend um, to not, you know, hoard messages or or things that encourage you. Share it. And, um, you know, just... Thank you so much just for being a part of this 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 platform that the Lord has um, been using my voice in, and I love you and I appreciate you. And um, just remember reviews and subscriptions. If you subscribe and rate it and leave a review, it definitely helps for other people to find this podcast within the algorithm of the podcast platforms on Spotify or on Apple Podcasts, wherever it is that you're listening to this podcast. It helps other people to find this um, podcast. So thank you so much for every reviewer, every subscriber, every listener. I love you, boo. Again, I pray that you are blessed. And um, (laughs) I guess until next time, be loved. Hey, love. Thank you so much for tuning into today's episode. I really do pray you're leading with refreshed faith in whatever area God is walking with you through. Rates and reviews are always appreciated so others can find this show. And if you feel like someone else could use some pep in their step with what we talked about today, be that friend to share this episode directly or share on your Facebook or Instagram story and tag me at be.loved.beloved so I can say thank you. Also, if you're a reader, be sure to check out my latest blog at www.brandyluna.com or snag my book, Like a Palm Tree, on Amazon. My true life story of how God allowed a storm of life to rush me, but didn't allow it to break me. That could be you too, boo. Until next time, be loved. Be loved.